Oh, right now. Ready? Three, two, one. Good evening. I'm Kate France. And I'm Tabby Tyler. Tonight, we voluntarily discuss Kim Kardashian, and it actually makes sense in the context of our show. So grab a beverage. It's time for a night in. Is it bad to drink coffee in the evening? (laughs) I mean, honestly, I stopped drinking coffee after two. Otherwise, I will never sleep. Yeah, yeah. I I don't have that problem. I have a (laughs) three-year-old. I assume you're drinking coffee right now? Kate, it is more than a passion. This is is a mild addiction. (laughs) Yeah, and you drink that fancy stuff. I do. I drink dynamite roasters. Um, I found them in North Carolina on a trip, and now I order them specially every month by the bag because it's honestly the best coffee on the planet. I can't live without it. Well, at least you're fancy. I'm keeping it basic with water. So can we talk about how dumb the news was last week? <laughs> Did we ever determine if Kim Jong-un was Kim Jong-il? <laughs> Oof. Um, well, I, my favorite was the New York Post was like, he's either dead, really sick, or totally fine. Who can say? <laughs> yeah, let's cover all of our bases. Then you're never wrong. I mean, it was a nice distraction from Lysol scandals. Lysol gate? Now Trump says that he was speaking sarcastically, but he forgets that people who follow him follow him to their own demise. Remember that couple in Arizona that consumed the fish parasite medication because it contained chloroquine? Mm, Yeah, to be honest, I'm not that worried about people injecting Lysol because you can't find it anywhere. Yeah, when are we going to get Lysol again? Mm. (laughs) Meanwhile, something that wasn't in the news... That should have been in the news. Uh, Did you see Kim K's Instagram story about the Armenian genocide? Honestly, only because somebody sent it to me. Yeah, and what did you think? Okay, so let me tread lightly here because I'm not trying to start some shit here. But wow, Kim, way to miss the point. Right. God, I'm so glad you agree. So to clarify for our listeners... Kim Kardashian is a huge proponent for spreading awareness about the Armenian genocide. She feels connected to it because she shares ancestral roots with the Armenians. She has been to Armenia and has effectively informed millions of people about that very tragic period in history. So April 24th was the anniversary of the start of the genocide. And on her Instagram story, Kim posted a series of pictures and captions highlighting the terrible things that happened. And then at the end, she posted a picture of Hitler and posted a quote that Hitler used in his Obersalzberg speech, quote, who, after all, speaks today of the annihilation of the Armenians, end quote. Which, taken out of context, supports her argument, I guess. I mean, yeah, no one talks about it today. But in context, it's horrifying. Yeah, in context, the quote is used as Hitler's justification to commit mass genocide of the Jews. Yeah, no one will remember what we did because no one remembers Armenia. And maybe she understood that. I mean, I'd like to think that she does, but it is almost like she just Googled quotes about Armenia and that one popped up and she thought, ooh, that's perfect. Yeah, it really presents the shortcomings of social media when it comes to activism. As presented to an audience who likely has no understanding of the Armenian genocide nor what Hitler's argument was, it's so easy to interpret that quote and the photo to mean a dozen different things. 
Yeah, and I don't actually understand her logic. I mean, using a quote by Hitler to prove your point about genocide is like defending an argument with only logical fallacies. No one said anything, though. It's as if during this pandemic, everyone has just shut down. Mm, Or maybe no one cares about you know, what Kim K has to say. I I doubt that. If that was true, she wouldn't be the most famous woman in the world. (sighs) Yeah, no, that's totally true. I mean, I care about her spreading awareness about the genocide. That's important. And I wish more celebrities would use their clout to get people interested in history. Yeah, because the Armenian genocide is rarely talked about. I actually hadn't heard about it until I was in my early 20s. And I read about it in a Nat Geo. And Also, it's incredibly brave for her to speak on this topic when deniers and the Turkish government have spent millions lobbying in the U.S. to keep it from being acknowledged as a genocide, and journalists and historians are repeatedly threatened. And apparently, she's been pretty involved in getting it recognized as a genocide by the U.S. government. In an interview with the Wall Street Journal, she said she had recently texted Jared Kushner, with whom she had bonded with? How do you bond with a lizard? I've never really understood people who keep reptiles. Uh, While advocating for criminal justice reform, she said she used this opportunity to talk about Armenia. And during that same interview, she took a phone call from California Democrat Jackie Spire, who asked that Kardashian West bring up the issue directly with Trump. Kardashian West promised to bring it up during a subsequent July visit to the White House, telling her publicist, I want to make that my mission. It would make my dad so proud. End quote. See, there it is. It's like, that's the stuff I hear, and I think, oh, she has a soul. Yeah, but then she was also criticized for producing her fashion line, Skims, in Turkey. You know, the country that is actively trying to erase the Armenian genocide from history. Uh, And there it goes. Yeah, come on, Kim. I thought this was your mission. The degree to which Turkey goes to cover up a century-old genocide is pretty astounding. Yeah, like I said before, apparently they've spent millions of dollars lobbying in Washington over the last decade with much focus on the Armenian genocide issue. And the Turkish government has also been accused of trying to intimidate journalists and scholars who describe the event as a genocide. Which is bonkers! It's crazy. And why? They feel their national identity is threatened. Armenia doesn't recognize Turkey's eastern borders. And they don't want to pay reparations. You know, it's one thing to deny it because you don't want to deal with the repercussions, but it's entirely another thing to actively spend money to try and suppress it. (laughs) Well, we know where the reparation money is going. Yeah. Turkey stands by, to this day, the assertion that what happened during World War I were acts of war and not acts of genocide. Mm, Well, apparently it only counts as genocide if you're not engaged in a military scrimmage. But they can't escape the fact that over one million people were murdered in a process of systematic killing. And for what? The Turks were suspicious of the Armenians for having a volunteer army fighting for the Russians? Really? (laughs) It's like... It had nothing to do with the fact that they were a Christian minority group seeking equality and freedom from religious persecution? Yeah, I spent way too much time reading about this last night, and unfortunately, I have even less faith in humanity now. Do you know anything about the experiments the Turks did on the Armenians? 
Honestly, no, I don't. But the theme always seems the same. Every country was guilty of unethical human experimentation in the 20th century. The Holocaust and Nazi research scientists, Unit 731 and the Japanese Chemical and Biological Experimentation on Chinese citizens. We actually pardoned Japan after the war for those war crimes in exchange for the data they collected. It's a terrible demonstration of how countries can manifest power. But what did Turkey do? They inoculated thousands of people with live viruses and withheld food and water to see how long people could survive and most horrifically to me experimented on children with mustard gas and morphine overdoses and this kind of experimentation became normalized throughout the 20th century as many countries used war as a means and justification for the act of unethical experimentation on people at the time we didn't have a word for the horrors the world saw happening to the armenians so rafael lemkin a polish jewish attorney literally coined the term genocide in 1943 to describe it it would become the playbook that the nazis would expand on to commit the holocaust Systemic, almost industrial killing on a scale heretofore unimagined. See, I didn't know that. And also, wow, how terribly ironic. But I guess that is the point we are getting to. In our current age, people are using social media to spread awareness about something. But how effective are they in doing so? Yeah, Instagram stories are, at best, mini PowerPoint presentations. But do they actually get the point across? A few years ago, President Obama got some flack for admitting that he disliked using social media for activism. People called him an old man who wasn't up with the times. And in some ways, I can see why they were offended. People feel like using social media as a platform to spread awareness gives their presence a sense of purpose. And I don't think he would argue against that. His point was more that spreading awareness is one thing, but activism can't exist without legislative action. Yeah, and a five-picture slideshow about a cause doesn't read as actual mobilization towards change. And more so, it can only demonstrate so much. There's very little room for nuance in social media activism. And Don't get me wrong. I do my fair share of social media activism, but it's important to remember that activism requires more than just making people aware of something. It it takes legwork. It takes lobbying. It takes real people going in and making changes to the way we do business and the way we govern. And in regard to Kim K's post, it did make people aware of the Armenian genocide, as she has done on countless occasions. But what about bringing awareness to the fact that the Turkish government intimidates journalists and lobbies against recognition of the genocide? There's a point where you have to focus on what you're hoping to change in the world. Instead of just making people aware of the Armenian genocide on social media, we could be lobbying for it to be taught in schools, for the subject to be taught contextually alongside so many other instances of ethnically targeted systemic killing. If we're to truly avoid these horrors in the future, they have to be discussed more than once a year on significant anniversaries. And what leads to these abuses of powers needs to be analyzed. It feels like especially now when we can't go out to protest and so many government offices are closed that we have to rely on social media in order to have these discussions. But we should really use it with intention, giving as much information as possible and considering our audiences and how they digest this information, because the roots of activism are in change.
time for some housekeeping. <laughs> We're so grateful. I'm sure everybody's done housekeeping. What else are you going to do? Um, we're so grateful for you being patient with us. It's amazing how difficult it is to get anything done when you're home all the time. And in my case, home all of the time with a toddler for whom I am the only playmate available. <laughs> Literally the only time I have to myself is when my child takes a nap and when my child goes to sleep at night, wherein I usually pass out shortly thereafter. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's really taken a long time for us to even like get get together to write a show um but for what i can tell many people are struggling through the same experience uh however no excuses we are sorry it has been a few weeks since you have heard from us and we hope that you are staying safe and we would be happy to hear your stories dm us on instagram or twitter and let us know how you're staying sane our uh, sanity may be questionable but our contact info will be in the notes of the show (laughs) (laughs) Uh, until next time good night night All right, and I'm going to click stop in three, two, one.